I'm really excited to show you something. Um, I have hands up. <laughs> I have something that'll be really, really fun for both of us. So what I want to show you is Kanye West's new song. No. Have you heard it? No. Have you heard it? No. No, you haven't heard it. I or... know. No one all. No one all accounts. <laughs> I'm gonna play you a portion of Kanye West's new song. Okay. No. They don't really realize though. Feel that soul, baby? This next verse. This next verse though. These bars. Watch this. Get ready. Whoop dee scoop. Scoop dee dee whoop. Whoop dee scoop dee poop. Poop dee scoop dee scoop dee whoop. Whoop dee scoop whoop poop. Poop dee dee whoop scoop. Poop. Scoop dee dee whoop. Whoop dee dee scoop. You better stop playing it before Whoop we get sued. Whoop dee scoop poop. <laughs> what the fuck? Don't you love it? Wasn't that on uh, like SNL? Didn't yeah. they make fun of it? Yeah, they were making fun of it on SNL. Oh my good god. Don't you love it? He is not talented at all. Poop, poop dee scoop. Swoop dee poop dee poop. Swoop poop poop. Don't you fucking love that? Oh my god. I thought that'd be right up your alley. You love talking about poop. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, man, Kanye is supremely talented. We just You just don't get it. That's the thing. You're not smart enough to get it. What's really funny is, like, in one night on Saturday, Donald Glover completely just, like, flip-flopped with, with Kanye in terms of, like, how people think he's amazing, and you know, like, on a large scale now. Yeah, Donald Glover is the best thing since sliced bread now. Yeah, and Kanye's people are just making fun of him because he's a fucking psycho. I'm, I will say this. I'm still a Kanye apologist. Um, I will, I don't agree with the things he says, but I, I think that, um, if you, if you say he has talent after just playing that shit, he does have talent. So that's a true scoop. He's made, he, that's a joke. That's a joke. It's not a joke. It is a joke. I think all of this is a joke. I'm a Kanye apologist. He's nice at ping pong. (laughs) I think. Um, so actually, on a on a, a little more serious note, there's a really good article written about Kanye by uh, Tanahisi Coates, um, and uh, I, I'm actually going to link to it down below because it's really cool. It talks about how Kanye is a psychopath. <laughs> Kanye is now um, he's so big that he's trying to be not a black person anymore. In that he he wants he's trying to achieve the level of freedom that apparently white people have where they can say whatever the fuck they want and it doesn't hurt their following, whereas black superstars tend to have to carry the entire black community with them with everything they do, something I think Donald Glover now is doing. Um, but uh, it compares Kanye to Michael Jackson in that regard because Michael Jackson got so big, he was he didn't care anymore. Maybe he'd cared, but he, he wanted to shed the weight of carrying all of black people with him, and then he just became white and got to live a white person life. And that's what Kanye wants to do now, is what this article is saying. I thought it was pretty interesting. I'll link to it down below. That's a, a total side thing, though. Boopity scoop. Boopity scoop. I guess we'll, we'll welcome people to uh, episode 43 of the SoCo Show, Boom. Golden Superior Donuts. I just saw that got renewed, so I, that's why I said that. Did it really? <laughs> yeah. Oof. I think. Yeah, we're going to get into a lot of TV renewals. It is that time of year. Superior Donuts. So that's going to tell us everything that's coming back next fall. Uh, going to review a few shows 
for you uh, back in the TV corner. I know everyone's excited to get back there. Uh, we're going to have some uh, just a tiny bit of sports talk and uh, some uh, movie conversation. And then a little bit later on, this is a, this is a fun piece for the show. Um, Seth and I interviewed this week uh, Kevin Goatee who, if you haven't heard of yet, is a comedian and host of the show Comics Watching Comics, uh, which is coming out on Amazon. And so uh, we sat down with Kevin, talked about his show, talked about a little bit of, uh, you know, movies and sports and all that stuff. So uh, Kevin's a funny dude. I'm excited to kind of share that interview with you guys. And um, you guys will get to know him a little bit more, get to know kind of why we're talking to him. And then, uh, you know, obviously down below, you'll find all his contact info. So we'll get that at the to the end. We'll get to that at the end of the show. Um, but before that, of course, we have to start, as always, with Chic Tweets. I call you a punk. This one was a no-brainer. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, Iron Chic says, Fuck the boopity scoop. Hashtag Kanye eat balls. <laughs> Wait, that's a that, different that one than happen. I thought. I lied about that one. Is that a made-up? Yeah, I made it up. You can't fucking plagiarize Sheik tweets. <laughs> that is blasphemy. Sheiky baby. He does whatever he wants. <laughs> All right. What's the real one? So as as everyone knows, last week was a uh, national holiday for nerds. Uh, May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. And with you as well. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so Iron Sheik, you know, he, of course he couldn't not weigh, on, weigh in on the, the biggest holiday for nerds. If you watch the Star Wars, you get no date like Logan Paul. Last Jedi, first Jedi, all jabroni. With mosquito balls, lightsaber, and pancake ass. <laughs> Real Jedi mind trick is when I show my Persian club, which bigger than Death Star and make Dark Side humble. Hashtag, fuck the Star Wars. Hashtag, may the fourth be with you. That's the longest, that is the longest chic tweet we've had yet, and... I don't even know where to begin. Uh... Mosquito balls, lightsaber, <laughs> and pancake ass. <laughs> pancake ass. <laughs> pancake ass is my favorite insult now. I'm going to say that to everyone now. Jedi mind trick is when I show you my Persian club, which bigger than Death Star and make Darkseid humble. Also, he just throws in Logan Paul in there. <laughs> Throw shade at Logan Paul, who deserves it. I mean, yeah. he's definitely got a pancake ass. Last Jedi, first Jedi, all jabroni. Every Jedi is a jabroni in the That's a, That sounds like a, a, a serial slogan. <laughs> no, it sounds like uh, it sounds like a, a Steven Seagal movie. With, like the over the voiceover guy. Last, Last Jedi, Jedi, first Jedi, all, all jabroni. jabroni. Dun, dun, dun. This summer, Steven Seagal is mosquito balls. <laughs> Oh my god, uh, that was a good one. Perhaps our best yet this week in She Tweets. I call you a punk. Before we get into the next segment of the show, uh, just obviously I have a fascination with stupid Twitter accounts, <laughs> and I found one this week that I really enjoyed. And so I make a little game out of it, I think, here. Uh, so the Twitter account's called Titular Lines. Uh, have you ever seen this account before? No, this is new to me. Okay, so don't actually, I don't want you to follow it or look at it. I'll never, I won't retweet them again at all because we can, we can play a good game out of this. There's a okay. lot of tweets. Okay. So this Twitter account basically they put uh, the titular lines of a movie. So like, 
like obviously it's like I can't think of one off the top of my head, but like the 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 title is in there's a line of that in the movie, right? That's a titular oh, sure. line. So I'm gonna let you guess first. Uh, the the movie Thor. What was the titular line in Thor? I am Thor. No, you're wrong. Meet Thor. This is Thor. Hey Thor. <laughs> Thor, brother. Uh, I don't know. All right, here I'll, I'll let you know. Without my hammer, I am just a mere mortal and capable of feeling pain. And boy, is my jaw Thor. What? Oh, so it's made up one. <laughs> I was like, that's not in that movie. One of my other favorite ones that I saw. Uh, we could play a game of this, but this would this wouldn't even make sense. Uh, Iron Man 2. You can do it. Here, guess it. Guess Iron Man 2. Um, I built you a suit, so I'll be Iron Man and you can be Iron Man 2. <laughs> Kinda. There's an Iron Man inside each and every one of us. He's Iron Man, she's Iron Man, you're Iron Man, and I'm Iron Man too. <laughs> I've got big balls, she's got big <laughs> balls. So yeah, I just thought that was kind of fun. I, I like it. this. Very punny. It's definitely in my yeah. in my lane of comedy. I figured the Thor one would be the one that you'd, you'd identify the most with. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, I'm really excited to talk Audible this week. Uh, so I, I took a long trip over the weekend up to visit my folks, uh, about a four and a half hour drive. Should have stayed. Love you, mom. And um, I, listened, I listened to the entirety of the book Astrophysics for People in a Hurry by Neil deGrasse Tyson. And I am a, a space nerd, at least to some extent, a casual space nerd, I would say. Um, so and a big Neil deGrasse Tyson fan. I, I kind of love everything he does. So. Astrophysics for people in a hurry is just like what it sounds. It's a very shortened, very simplified um, kind of overview about astrophysics and talks about a lot of cool, fun facts and stuff and just itches or scratches the like the itch of just kind of curiosity. And itches my ass. It itches my ass, my <laughs> pancake ass. And my I don't know, it's, if you're a fan of Neil deGrasse Tyson or if you like science or space or anything science space uh, anything up anything up about that um get this book again it's astrophysics for people in a hurry it's available on audible of course and if you go to audibletrial.com slash free wait oh audibletrial.com slash soco uh you can get your first 30 days and you can use your first book credit and get astrophysics for people in a hurry for free <coughs> free there it is so, uh, yeah, go ahead, go out and check that out. Uh, again, highly recommended for any of you science geeks. And it's only a few hours long. It's like three and a half hours long. Um, so no big commitment. If What'd you, you do with your remaining hour that you had on your drive? The remaining hour, I listened to, I think, a Boopity, movie. Boopity, scoopity, floppity, floppity. I listened to some Yeezy. <laughs> Boopity, scoop. No, it was, um, I think, a movie review podcast. I think it was Sift Pop mm. I was listening to. Uh, they were talking about Avengers. You didn't listen to us? No, I listened to you too much already. <laughs> uh, oh, so uh, that's Audible for the week. Uh, go out there and listen to that. What are you listening to right now? Still the, the I haven't listened in a long time. He's moving really slowly yeah. through Orphan X yeah. series. Um, so more to come. Yeah. Anyway, go listen to some Neil deGrasse Tyson and get your Audible fix. Let's jump into the show and we're going to start very briefly with sports. Sports! And boom goes the dynamite. LeBron James is the best basketball player ever. Just wanted to get that out of the way. Um, him and the Cavs have now swept the Toronto Raptors, moving into the Eastern Conference Finals. They are the first team to move into the Finals. Um, on the other side, you have Golden State 
and the Rockets are both ahead 3-1 on their opponents. And in the East, the Celtics are up 3-1 on the Pacers. So more than likely, it'll be Cavs and... Not the Pacers, sorry, the Sixers. Hmm. Um, most likely, it'll be Cavs and Celtics, and then Warriors and Rockets. So it should be a good finals, uh, good conference finals, and a good final. Ah, oh, man, I'm pulling for... Have you been seeing the way LeBron has been playing in these playoffs? Yeah, I, I watched some clips. I, I, I take my sports in seconds at a time so you just you just like going on the on the clips i, I dig that yeah. uh i've been watching most of i watched most of the semifinals, uh, the lebron games mm. and man he's playing out of his fucking mind and it's just uh, again and kevin and i talk about this a little bit and when we get into the interview later on but i'm i'm a firm believer that lebron's the best player ever and uh, this this playoffs is only continuing to cement it if he finds a way to get through this and get the finals uh, it will be the most impressive feat I, I've seen in a long, long time, especially in basketball. So Yeah, I was drunk on Saturday, alone. <laughs> Ladies. And, uh, and uh, we were texting because you had nothing to do because you're with your parents. And you think we're in the middle of nowhere. You were in the middle of Middle, middle of, of nowhere. fucking nowhere. And uh, so I decided to make myself up a batch of margaritas and get really drunk by myself. As one does. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, I, I saw on Twitter that he had the the buzzer beater again, and I was very emphatic about how how good I think he was. I don't actually care at all. Like <laughs> sober stuff to be like whatever. That's pretty neat, you know. But I was pretty emphatic about it. So yeah, you were you were into it. Um, in fact, I have your text right here, <laughs> and I'm gonna read what you said to the folks. Oh great, I was drunk. <laughs> so I get this at 12:09 a.m. Oh God, is that how late it was? <laughs> He says, I was, I was, that was, I was like getting towards the end of uh, SNL. Oh, yeah. That's how I know I was drunk because I was, I was up still. (laughs) So Seth says this Goddamn LBJ did it again. If he's abbreviations. Yeah. If he is able to pull off a title this year, I cannot possibly fathom how someone says MJ is better than him. Wow. I already think he is, but a title would stamp, seal, and deliver that. Wow. That's impressive. It was. I was pretty psyched when you said it. I also laughed because I was like, "1209, and you love LeBron." Set the shit face. Oh yeah, <laughs> by myself. <laughs> oh man, good stuff there. Uh, that's all for sports. We did say last week that we would talk about the draft, the NFL draft this week. We're gonna push that back another week since we have the interview with Kevin, and the draft is gonna take up a lot of time to kind of talk about. So uh, next week we're gonna kick that can down the road a little bit and talk uh, some NFL draft stuff then it won't take long for the Rams because they didn't really draft anyone well they only had three picks <laughs> <laughs> now they had a decent draft we'll, we'll get into it later on but uh, yeah more to come there let's jump over to movies quiet on the set can we please have quiet on the set movies uh, if you haven't been to Avengers yet I'm amazed because it seems like everyone and their brother has been so far, it's got the record for uh, first opening weekend, and it fell just short of Star Wars' second weekend. Uh, right now, we're going into the third weekend. Seemingly, this thing is just going to continue to make all the fucking dollars. Yeah. This is the last weekend that it's yeah, on its own. That's the thing. A couple poopers are coming out this weekend. Uh, one of them stars Melissa McCarthy. That's uh, Life of the Party. Definitely <laughs> try to see that. Um, also, we have Breaking In. I'm going to yeah. try to go see that. But I hope that's good. 
but for the most part, Avengers has the box office to itself this week. It'll be another huge weekend. But next week, we have Deadpool coming in, and then the following week, Han Solo. Mm-hmm. So this week is very important to Avengers if it wants to get up there into Black Panther territory and especially into Star Wars territory. Um, depending on how this week goes, it, it could very well get to either of those points, but we shall see. But, man, it is making all the fucking money and right now. And it still hasn't come out in China yet, so... That's <laughs> nuts. It comes out this weekend in China, so... Oof. I think it'll catch Black Black Panther uh, pretty easily. I don't think it'll break the record, though. We shall see. I like that Star Wars holds it. I'm a big fan. But it is kind of like... Those are both Disney properties now, so it's just yeah. like... They're just like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. So Avengers is out. We just talked uh, Solo and and Deadpool are kind of what's next. So those aren't the only things coming out soon. Um, Some things got announced this week, some release dates, Seth. Yeah, a couple of movies just real quick here. Kind of see where your interest level is on them. I guess one of them is a franchise um, that I I don't know how you feel about them. So it'll be interesting. First one, though, is a movie we both saw, did a ride home for last summer, uh, Hitman's Bodyguard. Uh, there'll be a, they're they're planning on a sequel for that. They're shopping that right at, at Can right now. Really, uh, Hitman's Bodyguard with Ryan Reynolds and Sam Jackson, uh, as well as uh, Selma Hayek is in it. And that's kind of where this sounds like this movie is going to be going. Is it's called it's going to be called the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. What? A- and she's going to be involved more. I we'll see. <laughs> um, so yeah, well, it, we both thought that movie was kind of just okay. It was fun at times. Is that something that you'd go see if it came out again? Or is, is there enough interest drawn? See, this is funny timing. I just watched that movie again this weekend. Yeah, I saw that. On, I pulled up the HBO app to watch Barry, and I saw Hitman's Bodyguard. I'm like, is that the name of this episode of Barry? <laughs> yeah, so my folks hadn't seen it, and they wanted to watch it. And, you know, it had its problems. It's a little underwhelming, but I did like it. Um, I like the dynamic between Ryan Reynolds and Sam Jackson. Just the whole world that they inhabit, especially Ryan Reynolds' is kind of... The way he does his bodyguarding is really interesting to me. I could see this being cool. I like Salma Hayek in that. I thought she's pretty fucking funny. Um, I, I'll i go to it. I am not super optimistic. We'll see. But I think there is there are things left here to be mined that it could be very... It could surpass the original very easily. Yeah. If they just steer more into it, let them roam a little bit more free. Um, it seemed very scripted and not... Uh, not a lot of improv like I bet each of those guys could do very well so I think this has potential to be very good probably better than the original so yeah I'll get out and see it we'll see the the other movie that got announced uh, which is like way past when the last one came out is uh, Sherlock Holmes 3 which is the Robert Downey Jr. franchise really yeah so they'll be bringing that out in the summer 2020 it sounds like uh, is that something you're you'd be I guess how did how, how did you feel about the other ones did you see I the other loved ones? them did you? I loved the first two. Now I was I was probably fifteen. Yeah. When they came, when the at least the first one came out, so I was pretty young. But I loved what they did in that, um, kind of similar to the Equalizer thing, where mm-hmm. he sees the room, sees how he's going to beat everyone up, and then does it. Yeah. And I really liked that portion of it. Obviously, Robert Downey Jr. can do no wrong. Uh, Jude Law, I really like as as Holmes, or sorry, as Watson, in those. So I, I'll go to this. I think it definitely has. It's definitely in danger of being mega cheesy and crappy, but mm-hmm. I I'm, I welcome a return to that world. I, I I did enjoy the first two. Yeah, I I I think I saw the first one way later on DVD, and then I saw the second one in theaters. I liked them. I thought they were fun. That's about all I can say about them. Yeah, we'll see. I I mean I hope it's good. But I think both of those have very high potential, but very very low. You know, low floor, high ceiling. Mm-hmm. That's all I got for releases. Um, I did get to the theater to see a new release this week. Uh, 
starring Charlize Theron. Mm. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be saying that in this movie. Um, <laughs> I bet she's still fucking hot. <laughs> I, I don't Charlize wanna say, Theron. I don't want to say anything to incriminate Charlize myself. <laughs> Charlize Theron plus 50 pounds can still get it. All right. Um, let's just say this movie gets you far from a boner. Um, so the movie's called Tully. And... This movie, if you because I, this is one of the few movies, I didn't even see a trailer for this. I just saw good reviews, Charlie Theron, uh, Mark Duplass is in it as well. I'm like, I'm in, let's go see it. Uh, went ahead and did that, and one, I, st- uh, so, right off the bat, I enjoyed this movie, even through shitty sound quality. The first half hour of the movie, it kept skipping like a CD player, and I was, I was getting really frustrated. Um, and I was like one of three people there is at 930 on Sunday morning. And uh, wait, so you were up until 1209 sending drunk texts and you still got up and went to a 9 a.m. movie. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love your commitment. man. <laughs> I felt great. <laughs> um, but no, it, it I still enjoyed it. So uh, basically the story of the movie, I'm sure you probably haven't even seen the trailer for it, is uh, Charlie Theron is she's a mother of two kids. She's pregnant with a third. One of the kids is just a normal girl. One of them is kind of like a, they don't know how he's challenged yet, but he's meant to, mentally challenged in some way. Uh, and then obviously she's pregnant. And so her her and her husband, I can't remember who plays him. He's I think he's in Bloodline, that show Bloodline. Oh, maybe, okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, her husband, that's her husband. Uh, they go to dinner to meet her brother and her brother's wife. Uh, her brother's played by Mark Duplass, who's a rich kind of douchey douchey type guy and you know they they realize that they're uh they, well they're very busy you know they're very they're both they both work they're both you know parents who have jobs and and so mark duplass says hey you guys are real busy let me get you a night nanny for that new baby um instead of giving you money or presents i'm going to get you a night nanny so Charlize theron is is kind of against it and through some things that happen to her after the baby's born she's like okay let's do it and that's kind of where the story really picks up is is when this night nanny come, comes around and their relationship and how Charlie Theron's character Marlo I think her name is how she kind of evaluates her life and looks back on her life and and it really just kind of plays off of Tully is really really interesting um who plays Tully Mackenzie Davis Mackenzie Davis she is awesome um She's, she can get it too. She's yeah, she's very cute. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna put it. I'm I'm a classy. I'm a classy. Oh, reviewer. you're 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 thinking what I'm thinking. You just <laughs> say it. Um, <laughs> but uh, their their relationship, the way they they play back and forth, is really really cool. Um, that's really where the story picks up, and that's where where you get most of like kind of the 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 feels through the movie. It, it this movie actually made me think a whole lot more than I thought it would. Um, it. It was more emotional than I thought it would be. Um, also, though, the way they made you not want to have kids, like they did it on purpose. Like just how I, I would, I <laughs> from opening scene where there's a child crying or being annoying. Well, not the opening scene, but like when the first few minutes, I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> I was like sitting in my seat, like ah! not only just because of the sound, but because like no, get those kids away, no. I would never put myself in that position. And then she's pregnant with another. And then the baby starts crying after it's born. And then I just want to, like, just shove my head into, like, a blender after that. I'll, you remember, remember that movie, You're Next? Mm-hmm. That's what I want to happen in my head, <laughs> that blender. But uh, 
But well, no, there you have it, folks. He's he gets drunk by himself on margaritas, watches <laughs> Saturday Night Live, and doesn't ever want to have kids. Get in line, lady. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's um, even but that just like that, it was a really real feeling in terms of like the the motherhood, and obviously I've never felt it, but it seemed like that. Um, the 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 marriage between her and her husband in the movie, and then the relationship with Tully is all really cool. Um. Again, makes you think more than 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 you would initially expect. I think it's a it's it's definitely a movie to get out there and see, especially when it's crammed in here with these, you know, these big blockbusters. A really good movie that that I don't think it'll have any awards consideration come, you know, December, January, anything like that. But I think it's a movie that will be looked at at the end of the year as like, you know, what that was one of my surprises of the year. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I would say get out there and see it as soon as possible because it probably won't be in theaters long. Especially if a movie pa- if you have a movie pass, uh, take the time to see this movie. It's it, I think you'll I think really anyone can enjoy it. Uh, there's some cringe parts in it, but uh, overall, it's I think it's I think it's it, it's a it's a really good time. Nice, I'm glad because I've heard a couple other reviews. Uh, I, this is on my list to go see. I, I'm I, I just made a rule. I'm gonna see everything Charlize Theron comes out with from now on. Um, for my money, she's one of our top three to five best actresses working right now. And so uh, I've heard a lot of good things about her performance in this. I love Mackenzie Davis. I've seen her in a couple other things. What else is she in? She was the, um, I remember her most in The Martian. She okay. is, she's the one who, who spots Matt Damon. Hmm. She runs kind of Matt the satellite, satellites. <laughs> she's been in a couple other bit parts. I, I can't, without pulling it up, see exactly all the things she's been in. But the couple things, uh, oh, she was in uh, Halt and Catch Fire on AMC. Okay. She's like the main lead on that, which is – that's a thing I have on my list to watch. Yeah, me too. Like I've, had, I've had it for probably three years on my list. <laughs> Still, After all the TV I watch, all the shitty TV I watch, how have I not watch that? <laughs> so I, I'm definitely going to get out and see this. I've heard, I've heard generally positive reviews, and I'm glad that you are reviewing it positively too because one of the things that I've heard is that it's very tough to relate to if you're a single man. No kids, you know, but that they're able to jump that gap bodes well. Well, I do like, though, because like Jason Reitman directed it. He's a really interesting director. Uh, he's he's kind of one of those guys that has has a style, you know, a really distinct style. Diablo Cody also uh, wrote it. Mm-hmm. And she if, if you talk about distinct styles of writing, she's it. Uh, so I I. I, that's that's what really kind of drew me in, not, you know, Charlize Theron and Mark Duplass as well. But I just knew this is going to have something. It was going to have more than just kind of service level to it. And it did. I don't want to spoil anything because there's <laughs> there's some cool things. There's some really cool things that I was like, wow, that's that's neat. Didn't expect that. Or I did expect it, but they kind of maybe turned it a little bit than, than what I thought. So Sure. Yeah, Diablo Cody, for those who don't know, uh, also wrote Juno. So yeah. that really snappy, witty dialogue. Yeah, there's uh, some of that smart. in here. Yeah, that, that's what you can expect there. Uh, yeah, big fan of their stuff. Um, yeah. Same direct, uh, same director and writer and Charlie's were young adult. If you've yeah, seen that. I love that movie. So, yeah, um, yeah, something I'm getting out to see. Uh, sounds like it's a recommend also from Seth. Oh yeah. So again, this week, uh, well, actually, one week away from Deadpool, two away from Han Solo, and then it's fucking every week. There's some blockbuster coming out for about three months, so yeah. we're getting into the season. But uh, make sure you get out there and see Tolly, and probably see Avengers one more time <laughs> before that stuff. Oh yeah, out, I did right? that too. I saw that, that again this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, let's get over to TV. That's what she said. TV. We've got some things to review. It's a double TV corner this week. I've got a show to review as well. The but fuck before, do you watch? 
Uh, I'll tell you in a second. Before we get into that, though, uh, TV renewal season. Oh, yeah. May is when we find out what's coming back this fall. It's the most wonderful time of the year. (laughs) So uh, what do we have coming back this fall, sir? Well, we'll start with first a couple of surprise shows that will be coming out in a few weeks. Um, They announced uh, it, and I think they announced it shortly after our last episode, uh, dropped, but we recorded it way before it came out. So, um, first one, 13 Reasons Why, season two, uh, will be dropping May 18th. So, here just next week. What? Uh, so, yeah. Uh, really? Yeah, they just released the trailer today as a recording. Um, seems like they're going to be going with a picture route instead of tapes. So, we'll see what happens. Um, mm, sounds cheesy. <laughs> I think I'm going to wait for you to watch it. Yeah. And then... And then I'll watch it based on whether I loved that, that first season. I really mm-hmm. did. And I went and listened to the book. The book is actually better uh, than, the, than the show. And it's shorter, <laughs> which you know, can never say that about a book. But the book is <laughs> half, the, half the length of the, of the show. Um, I just loved Clay and Hannah and their whole thing. I loved the mystery of it all, uh, how it unfolded. I don't know. I, for, for whatever reason, that, that show kind of like hit me in a way that a show hadn't and still hasn't in a long time. Um, I was, yeah, this one, it surprised me too. Mm-hmm. I, I was not going to watch it. And then you had said it was great and everyone else I mm-hmm. had heard from said it was great. So I went in a little bit skeptical, mm-hmm. but I watched it in one sitting. Yeah, I, did I started it at like 7 p.m. Yeah. Started at like 7 p.m. one night and I watched it overnight yeah. into the morning. Yeah. And that it very few shows have hooked me like that. Yeah. So. I remember staying up till like two or three in the morning on a work night because I couldn't I was I was on the, like the 11th episode mm-hmm. and I was like, ah, <laughs> um, but no, I'm very excited to, to check this out. Uh, well, I'm mildly excited just because I, I do miss those characters and I want to see more of Clay and hopefully more of Hannah in terms of like maybe some more backstory with her. It seems like they might be doing some, like, visions of her, like he sees her in his head type thing. Oh, for sure. Might, might get a little corny, but um, I'm, I'm kind of into it. So, um, One other show that, again, surprised release. Actually, two things. One, so Rest of Development. Um, they already announced season five. A couple months ago, they showed they were filming it. Uh, the the uh, uh, Mitch Hurwitz, I think his name is, mm-hmm. um, he released on Twitter and said, hey, May 4th, we're going to be releasing a remixed version of season five. Four. And that season four is a season where everyone's like, oh, this isn't very good because they, they did it in like a weird order. They kind of did. They didn't do it in a sequential order. So they chopped it up, made it into uh, 22 episodes instead of 15, made it uh, 22 minutes a piece, kind of like a normal TV show and did it in sequential order. From what I've been reading it, I've heard it improves it, but it's still the weakest season of the show. Mm-hmm. I think I might check it out if I have a little bit of time just to kind of see where it's what it's like. Um, but along with that, a, a week later, they announced that season five is coming to Netflix on May 29th. So, wow. yeah. So at the end of this month, they're releasing season five, which is a really fast turnaround. Yeah, that's crazy. Because they literally a couple months ago were showed, they showed set photos and they're releasing the whole season on May 29th. So we'll wow. see. I'm, I'm excited. I didn't watch the trailer yet, but. Yeah, so season four, didn't they shoot it like each episode was a character and you caught up with that character? Yeah, kind of. And so now they've kind of mushed the scenes together? Not each each episode, but I mean, the first first few were like that and then they just kind of did it in a different weird order. Um, there's a kind of, there's a dispute going on too, because the way the cast did it, instead of doing like a per episode thing, they did it a, a per appearance thing. And um, so like they had based it on like the, so the it, well, it's kind of per episode, but kind of not. So like one one, if a character like let's say Jason Bateman was in an episode for the most of it, he's the focal point. He gets like 
I can't remember the exact figure, like $25,000 for that episode or $50,000 for that episode. If he's like a secondary character, he gets 25. If he's in it for an X amount of time, he gets 15 and then barely in it, he gets 10,000. And that's how they did it per, per each of these episodes for Netflix. There's 15 of them. Now they reworked it and it's very different because it's all chopped up into different. It's like, it's not one, one episode is this person. It's like each episode, there's a little bit of each. So they want more money for based on the episodes, huh. but they, they, I mean, it, it's still basically the same amount of time, right? You know? So it's like, I can't, you can't really get five more or seven more episodes worth of pay. And that it's, it's weird. So that there's some, weird. there's some controversy. The stars are, all the stars are pretty much like, I think all of them, but like Tony Hale and Lucille Ball are like, ah, yeah. give us our money. That's weird. Cause I, I thought that they were mostly paid based on shoot time. Yeah, it's when different they, for how many be, days they shot because of because of the way the season went. Not all of them being there, they did it differently. Okay, yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting to see how it goes. And Netflix needs to, they need to come up with a, a decided. Here's how it is mm-hmm. because this could set a precedent for future mm-hmm. shows. Yeah, so yeah, um, I'm excited for those ones. Um, May is a huge month now. Yeah, and then there's something else comes out. I think in May that I'm gonna have to watch. I just I literally the other day just cleared out. My TV time queue had been like seven shows deep for a long time and I finally cleared it out. And now here comes May again. Um, Wait, it was clear? Have you, yeah. you've, you're caught up on Handmaid's Tale? Yeah, that's a, that's a weekly. Oh, they're releasing once it? Once a week, yeah. Okay. So uh, a couple of future, future uh, releases here, just renewals. Um, one is another Netflix show. Santa Clarita Diet is officially getting a season three. Nice. I'm excited for that. I, I really like the last season as I did the my TV corner. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm excited for that one. I'm glad to continue that story. A uh, couple of uh, weekly shows. Uh, one, Westworld, has already been announced for season three. That show is fucking confusing. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many timelines. Uh, so <laughs> I guess we're going to get more mind fucks in season three. And another season three, uh, finally, you just brought it up, Handmaid's Tale. Uh, Handmaid's Tale will be getting a season three as well. So far, so good on season two. Um I get nervous though. The more they they go away from the source material, which the first season was the book, mm-hmm. um, and now they're going away. F- there's no more source material. Material, so they're. I mean, Margaret Atwood's involved in everything. Who's their, their author of the book? But makes me a little nervous. Uh, so we'll see what happens. No doubt. Yeah, and we spoke a while back about uh, the CW basically renewed everything. The entire Arrow <laughs> yeah. versus back. They just, they just renewed the 100 for any fans of that show. Okay, sure. Uh, not one. <laughs> uh, and more to come. May, this will be happening all May. We'll be hearing more, probably more from the networks too soon. Yeah. Um, Superior Donuts, we just heard. I don't know CBS. if that actually did or not. Oh, you don't? <laughs> it probably did. <laughs> you were just joking. I would bet it doesn't. Um, a long shot. <laughs> it's a long <laughs> shot. I was looking at a website that had like a bunch of shit and it had like shit crossed off. Sure. Yeah. Well, we'll see if Superior Donuts gets uh, put on. Honestly, you could play that on a TV in this room right now, and I wouldn't know that's what it was. I've really never, s- I've not seen a frame of that show. Brooklyn Nine-Nine's a long shot to get re- renewed. Are you kidding me? Really? You've and Last Man on Earth? Uh-oh. You've said good things about the new season of Nine-Nine. Yeah. I don't know. We'll fuck see. holes. <laughs> yeah, you fuck holes. So, before we jump into the TV corner, uh, we'll give you the TV corner light, and that is a TV review by me, Cody. And I, (laughs) (laughs) wow, you really sold that one. (laughs) I am Cody. And over the weekend, I watched Netflix's Dear White People, 
volume two. And this, if you remember going back... It's a show about penmanship. (laughs) Going back to, I think, our first episode, I talked about this as one of my favorite things on right now. Um, And volume two just came out on Friday. You can check it out now on Netflix. And I cannot praise this show enough. Um, You know, what, what Dear White People does is... It's a look at a, an Ivy, a fictional Ivy League college, um, and it's a very racially imbalanced college. Um, and the main characters of the show are primarily uh, part of the black community at that school. And so they're going through a lot of sort of uh, racially charged issues um, from your obvious dealing with racists and people who are shitty, uh, you know, if they're white uh, or most of the shitty people are white. Um, and, um, but there's also issues within the black community. There, there are gay characters and that's something that really is an issue in the gay community is how, or in the black community is how they treat gay people. There's the issue of being mixed race, something close to my heart and how, how mixed race people are are treated in the black community. Um, also there's, there's, uh, black folks dating white people is something that is, is an issue. And so there's, it's not just, even though the show is called Dear White People, it's not just, pitting black people against white people and saying a bunch of things. Um, and and it's, it's really about the black community and all facets of the black community, really. Based, of course, on the movie that came out, I think, in 2014, uh, which is one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. And the, the show does a really good job of expounding upon what happens in the movie while keeping the same tone throughout. And uh, like I said, it's really one of my favorite things on TV. I will say... Um, just as a disclaimer, you're going to see a lot of shitty reviews about this show because they get trolled really hard by fucking racists. Um, a lot of the negative things you'll see about the show is it demonizes white people. It, it's a racist show. It's pushing an agenda. I'm here to tell you it's not. And maybe I'm biased. Fine. Call me out on it. But um, I think that the white people in the show who are villains are villains not because they're white, but because they're actions. Um, a lot of the protagonists are white people, and they have an important part to the uh, story, and they're characters that we're supposed to like. Um, there are, and there are black people in this who are shitty people who we're supposed to hate. So uh, don't let the negative reviews that you'll see, and there are plenty, but they're mostly from shitty idiots who don't know what the fuck the show is actually about. Yeah, it looks like to me that the first season one was 100% in Tomatoes, and season two is, is so far as well. Yeah, so 100% on Tomatoes, but, like, the IMDb rating is, like, six and a half. Oh, I don't look at that anyway. Because of that. Yeah, and I, I looked at some of the one-star reviews, and it's all that. It's all people just being assholes. So if you're a white person, you can still watch this show, is what I'm saying. We're and, not allowed. And honestly, I think I think most people should. Um, it, it does a really good job of just showing you the perspective of someone who you might not have heard from. Um, you know, and and I think that's the important thing, is just saying, you know, people say, oh, there's racism, and it's easy to say, no, there isn't. Um, and this show just presents to you what some people go through on a daily basis and what some of the struggles they have are. And so it's it, it, it's a really good sort of letter to white people, dear white people, that just says, here's here's what we live every day. And and we just want you to know that that's really all it is. It's not demonizing or anything like that. Um, season two, I think, is... A a very small step back from season one. Um, I thought season one um, used a lot of the big, heavy-hitting emotional 
um, issues. Like, uh, there's a really hard-hitting episode about police brutality in that one. Um, so they used a lot of the big guns in season one. Season two still does have some really good beats in it. Um, there's some talk about the alt-right movement that's prevalent in this. Um, Twitter and social media and how racism kind of pervades that and how people have to go through some of the things that come along with that. Um, this whole uh, news talk media, your Tommy Lorenz of the world, your Sean Hannity's of the world, they talk about kind of that scene and how that affects people. There's a lot of really good stuff in here. Um, the main characters are all back and they're all fantastic. They continue their logical storylines straight away from the first one. Um, in a way that I think is is creative in some ways and what you'd expect in some others. The acting in the show is very good. The style of it just looks cool. Um, the music in this is fantastic. It fits perfectly. There's a lot of kind of that snappy, witty dialogue that uh, people like to see. So this this hits uh, hits everything on my list of like things to like about a show. There's one big storyline here that really kind of falls flat for me, and it's kind of an arc it's kind of an under arc for the entire season and it has to do with like secret societies and um, there's some characters who explore kind of that world that fell a little flat for me but everything else around the show really I think gets the point across um, there's one scene in like the second to last or third from last episode where uh, a white character and a black character get into an argument and there's like a 10 minute long one shot scene of them having this argument and they each make really great points in it. And it's, it's a conversation that everyone should watch. Even if you just find that one, I think it's, I think it's episode seven or eight. And you just watch that 10 to 15 minute scene. It, it says what a lot of people are thinking. And it just is a really good illustration of, of how people having a conversation about race, what they would throw at each other and how they would respond to it. And it's between two smart people. And there's not a clear winner at the end of the argument either. It's not like this black, it's black girl and a white guy. And she just doesn't destroy him for 15 minutes. Like some people would expect it to go. He raises some good points too. And, and that's, I think that scene in particular was what sold me the most on this season, but there's a lot of good stuff from a lot of good characters and storylines throughout this. So again, this is volume two continues very well. If you liked season one, definitely continue watching. But honestly, I cannot, this is this show more than any other show that I have watched, I recommend to people because I think a lot of folks can learn from it and it's entertaining. A lot of things are one or the other. Um, but this, I think, does both very well. So I, I've been, I got on just, I, whew, I got on some momentum there and talked a while really fast. <laughs> <laughs> but go fucking watch it. I, 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 I beg all of you to go watch Dear White People. So... From there, from my uh, my rantings, let's get into the real thing. Uh, Seth is here this week with a double TV corner. That's a my TV corner. Seth, I want to blow you. Woo! I you rewind thirty seconds ago and you hear me giving an impassioned talk about race relations and and this show and then forward 30 seconds and it's Seth I want to blow you I mean that's that's pretty much my life right there <laughs> oh I gotta love it gotta so love I live it. my day <laughs> what do you got for us my my two shows here that I'm gonna be talking about um probably not even half as long as you just went to dear white people <laughs> are are definitely uh as as culturally important as dear white people <laughs> um no, definitely not. Uh, so the first one we'll talk about. So uh, not many people watch this show, and it's season four. So I'm just going to talk about it real quick because I love the show. Uh, Last Man on Earth, uh, season four, stars Will Forte, uh, Kristen Schaal, 
uh, January Jones. Mm. Uh, fuck, I don't remember the other actresses or act- actors' names. Some of uh, the mom from Step Brothers is in it. Um, friggin' Todd, that's all I know him as. He's been in some random stuff. Um, Jason Sudeikis is in it for a decent amount of the season. Uh, basically, it's just like kind of a who's who. Oh, Fred Armisen's in it for a decent amount of the season as well. It's a, just a bunch of uh, old SM, SNL alum that come in and out. Basically, uh, the the show is there. There's a virus that took out uh, took out pretty much everyone on, on Earth. Started off with just Will Forte by himself and has expanded, but uh, very much a comedy show. It's it's all comedy. There's not much in terms of in terms of drama. Um, but being in season four and to the, getting to getting to the point where they've gotten these characters know who they are. They're all a lot of them are very stupid or they're kind of like the dry humor or they're like they're the ones who make fun of everyone. Like everyone has their own role and and they have like little inside jokes in and out here that are that are really funny. Um, this is a show that I can't recommend to everyone, though, because it the humor is very specific and very dumb at times and it's a show like you can turn your mind off and watch and laugh at the dumb things like for for example friggin todd and and will forte have <laughs> my favorite recurring bit will just be they'll have a conversation could be about anything might not even be a, a fully you know com- comedic conversation and at the end they'll have a friendship kiss where they'll kiss each other on the lips without like they'll just like kiss and, like there's no like you want to kiss now they're just like End conversation. Next scene, <laughs> and it makes me laugh every single time. We gotta start doing that. Uh, yeah, we should. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm my head's halfway halfway away from looking like friggin' Todd. So, <laughs> but no, it's just like stupid, fun little humor. Uh, I mean, the show this season takes place in Mexico. Uh, they the most of the United States has kind of like blown up from nuclear plants blowing up because no one's watching them anymore. Uh, so like you can, they can't inhabit it from the nuclear waste, and so they moved to Mexico. You kind of learn a little bit about what happened uh, in in like the past home there, uh, some like Mexican cartel stuff going on, and you see how that impacts the current life they're living. Uh, you 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 meet a few new characters along the way, but it's I mean it's just a dumb fun comedy apocalypse show. So I'd recommend it for people who just who 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 have a, a wide sense of humor. I'd say. <laughs> Yeah, I would reiterate what you said. I, I've seen plenty of episodes of this. I don't watch it actively, but I've seen some episodes. And uh, January Jones, Will Forte, and Christian Shaw in this are so deep in their characters that they yeah. do it so well. Yeah. Uh, and man, Will Forte has no shame. No, not at like, all. He is the butt of about ninety percent of the jokes <laughs> on that show, and it's always hilarious. Yeah. And like Christian Christian Shaw, this is the character she was born to play. Yep. With her voice and her look, it's exactly perfect. Yeah. And January Jones is smoking hot and just like scathing <laughs> when she like insults people and stuff. It, they're all three of them specifically are, are perfect in those roles. I think. I mean, yeah, all of them definitely have have. Like, because they all play off each other really well. Uh, Jason Sudeikis, though, when he's on, he was on for probably five or six episodes a season. He was on for a lot of last season, too. Him and Will Forte's <laughs> chemistry is great because they play brothers on the show. Oh, my God, it's so funny. Um, <laughs> he keeps doing this bit this <laughs> where Will Forte will, be- again, beginning of the scene, just come up and go, Hey, bud, you want some lemonade? And it'll be like... <laughs> Like the first one was, there's a can of a can of soda, and J- Jason Sudeikis will grab it and he goes, "Oh, why 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 is it open?" 
uh, you know, I just wanted to, you know, make it easy for you. And he's like, why, why is it warm? <laughs> <laughs> and then he kept doing it. Like he, the, finally he ends up like peeing in a vase and he's like, they don't show it, but he's like, Hey bud, you want some lemonade? And he goes, <laughs> he's like, Phil, why is it in a vase? And he's like, I don't know, just, you want some lemonade? <laughs> like, <laughs> He does it like five or six times in the season and every time in different containers. Just shit like that. Like it's you can tell like they just have so much fun Mm -hmm. and they they play off each other and they they ad lib so much shit. It's great. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, it is dumb. Yeah. But it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And I (laughs) earlier it's looking through the list and it's probably not going to get renewed. So that's cool. Anyway, um, they left out on a cliffhanger too. second show is one that I think more people have seen, more people enjoy. It's Lemony Snicket, A Series of Unfortunate Events, Season 2. Love it. Um, You didn't watch it. Uh, well, I love the first season. Should okay. I watch the second season? Well, I'll tell you. Um, so, second season, it's 10 episodes, I think. Uh, so it goes through, because each, each two episodes is a book. So next season actually will probably will be the last one, because they, they'll run through, run through, I think, 13 books next mm-hmm. season. And so this season seems to me, in a way, it's just kind of a filler. <laughs> um, it's, I mean, it's the same story. It's it, The show is the same thing over and over again, right? It's the kids are in a new place. Some hijinks happen. Count Olaf is disguised in something. And they the kids escape at the end. And Count Olaf gets figured out. And next place. Like, it's just that kind of over and over again. Which for the first season is kind of cool, and they threw some twists and turns here. This season, though, it didn't. It just kind of got old for me after a little bit. Uh, it started off really strong. Uh, they were in the Austere Academy, I think is what it's called, mm-hmm. and they meet these new twins, and it kind of adds a little bit. There's this one character that I loved. Her name's Carmelita. Uh, she's like this. So the whole school is like really gray and dark and grimy and dirty. Uh, but this Carmelita is treated like a queen and she's always wearing pink and she's like a cheerleader and she's like the sassy little bitch basically. And she's like always trying to take things from people. Um, she's like always singing though. She's like singing songs that don't rhyme and she ends up with like, and my name is Carmelita. What? <laughs> and it's just like really, it's like, it was funny. Like it made me laugh because <laughs> she was like a little bitch and she always sang and then she'd get like upset when they'd be like, it doesn't rhyme. <laughs> um, so I liked her character. And then of course, because it's like a two episode thing. She's gone, not there for the rest of the season. You do meet some characters that kind of come along. Uh, the girl, she's the British girl, has been in a bunch of stuff. But she was in Ben and Kate. You remember that girl, the teeth? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember her name. Um, she's in it for most of the season. Uh, you get some some other like cool little pop ins, like uh, uh, Nathan Fillion's in it for a bit. He plays Jock Snicket, who's Lemony's brother. Um, you get David Allen Greer shows up for a bit <laughs> for a couple episodes in the season. I, but as a whole, though, it just it just never really because I think of the structure for me, it doesn't it, do, it doesn't allow the show to really carry any, any momentum and allow you to really connect for too long. You know, mm-hmm. um, obviously you get the kids, you get, you know, the why can't I think of their names? Baudelaire. The Baudelaire kids. Jesus Christ. You get them. um And then you get like Count Olaf and his people. But otherwise, it's just I don't know. I, I for it started off strong. I really liked the first few episodes, and it just kind of went downhill. You do get more of the backstory of what's going on with this the secret organization, um, the VFD is what they're what they're called. Um, 
so you get more of that you get more of that backstory but i was i was kind of disappointed with with the last the last probably half of the season i just it wasn't carrying any weight with me very a lot of momentum so um, i do like neil patrick harris though i, I like him as count Olaf. Uh, he does play play the same character quite a bit obviously but uh, just he has enough he has enough variation with some of his characters that he plays mm-hmm. uh, like the 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 outfits that he puts on and stuff the disguises that it makes it fun uh, i'm not i i'm excited that they have a, f- a f- like a f- a finite amount of episodes cuz maybe they'll they'll really pick it up at these last these last 10 or so that they have but I don't know. I, I wouldn't say like this would bring someone. Like, if you've watched it already, obviously you're gonna. I think you're gonna enjoy it. I think it's not like a complete, complete downer. Um, but I wouldn't say like you have to watch a show because of this season. You know. Sure. Yeah. Um, on NPH, by the way, they just finished filming season three. Did they? Um, the other day, and he was posting about that. Um, but yeah. So here's what I wonder. Uh, so I am very. I love a good formulaic show. Mm-hmm. Um, give me a couple good jokes. Give me the the beats I'm expecting, and end the show. Um, you're not so much that way. Um, would you say that season two maintains a status quo, but doesn't necessarily ramp up, and that's why you weren't as into it? Yeah, I mean the the I I will say the last two episodes probably ramped up more and got me more into it, mm-hmm. um, especially with the way they kind of end. But just just a middle stretch there, I was like, all right, let's go. And, and and then like every once in a while, like when David Allen Greer popped up, I liked his character. It was kind of as like, oh, that's kind of fun. Um, I'm getting really fucking annoyed with the banker guy, the cough guy. <laughs> he's just like it's for him. He's like he's the most the same. He's like the most static character, just like mm-hmm. you know. And it, it's kind of annoying um, to the point where he's like becoming almost a villain now. It seems like so. I don't know. Yeah, I think it, I think it comes down to preference because I, I think and I haven't watched the second season yet, but I know exactly what you're talking about. It follows an exact formula. It doesn't try to reinvent the wheel, really. Um, and so I, that's something I, I can get down with. I'm OK with that, especially in my 20 minute comedies. Um, but I totally understand if you're expecting it to ramp up and it's not. Yeah, I can see how it'd be disappointing. The thing about this, though, is like where it's different from a 20 minute comedy is that it does have a continuous story. It's mm-hmm. the, it's it's meant to be a continuous story. Whereas right. like, you know, like the, the formulaic shows are like a here's your adventures. Next. They don't really connect. Next you know? adventures. And, yeah. And this this show connects. Everything connects. And they try to build in like this whole mystique with the VFD and these characters come in and out. And this whole thing with like Beatrice that Beatrice uh, that has like has the typing at the beginning that you mm-hmm. saw in the first season. Um, so there's a lot of different interweaving things that come in and out of the show and they take a lot of things very seriously with, with those, those ways. The show to me just doesn't, doesn't, it knows what it wants to be, but it doesn't execute properly in some, in some aspects. Um, even some of the comedy just gets kind of old after time. Like they, the characters do the same things it's like mm-hmm. melissa mccarthy falling down over and over again <laughs> like you 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 know what to expect and it's not kind of as funny anymore you know yeah i did it I, that's it's some of those things just kind of bothered me a little bit did you read the books no i read the first two or three okay yeah it, they're the same yeah. um yeah it's very every book is boom 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 you get a little bit of the tease of what's happening kind of behind the scenes or whatever but yeah it very much is the same in that regard so not surprised to hear that that's kind of how they're they're going with the show, uh, but again, I could see how that I could see how that that's not going to appeal to everyone, um, especially you know, season one is short enough where you can kind of get down with it for a few episodes, but I could see it getting tired if you're not into this whole uh, repeating the formula thing. 
Well, there you have it, folks. It's a double TV corner this week. A lot of TV corners to come here. Things are wrapping up for the summer. Um, any idea what you might have next? Uh, Atlanta ends this week, so that'll be coming. Barry also ends this week, so... Oh, does be- it really? Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to those uh, ones that I've heard good things so far on. So I'll be interested to hear kind of the long-form review on yeah. those coming soon. And then May, there'll be, uh, yeah, like Goldberg's ends. A lot of like a lot of the shows end in May. Um, and then mm-hmm. also, like I mentioned, shows coming back, 13 Reasons Why. Uh, Rest of Development, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt comes out as well. So quite a bit coming out. June has a few shows. Uh, Glow and Mark Luke Cage, Preacher comes back, so... A lot of TV Corners left, uh, well, coming soon, uh, and we're going to give the people what they want, you know? That's what this show is all about, and uh, so more Corners. Well, from there, really excited to get you guys into this interview. Uh, we were contacted by uh, by Kevin Goatee, Seth was through Twitter, uh, thanks to his sweet-ass Twitter skills. <laughs> And um, so Kevin, uh, Kevin is the creator, director, writer, producer, everything for a show called Comics Watching Comics. And you're going to get that available um, coming soon on Amazon. So you can watch that on Prime Video. We can watch current seasons on there. You can watch current seasons now and then uh, future seasons are coming out um, on there as well. We're going to link to all Kevin's info down below. Um, and, and I don't want to say too much before we jump into the interview because he, he'll explain all this. He'll explain what the show is about, how we can get a hold of him. And, uh, we'll talk a little BS, uh, with some movies, games and, and sports here as well. So let's jump in to the interview. Again, this is Kevin Goatee. All right. We have a very special guest on the show this week. We're going to talk to him for a little bit. He is the host of Comics Watching Comics. You'll be able to see that on Amazon Prime Video. Kevin Goatee joins the show. Kevin, welcome. How are you guys doing? We're doing awesome, man. How are you? Fantastically. Good, good. You're a busy man right now. Thanks for taking the time. I'm, uh, you ain't kidding. It's, it's just a nonstop everything. When you're the CEO of a fine establishment, <laughs> you, uh, you do everything. You got to produce, edit, head fluffer, you name it. It's on, my, uh, it's on my resume now, believe me. Well, Seth can empathize there. He's a, he's the fluffer over here. So. <laughs> nice. Remember, don't tickle the balls. <laughs> you don't want him going off too early. <laughs> yeah, it's a hair trigger for a shotgun there, kids. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, Kevin, for, for some of our listeners who, who may not have heard of you yet, uh, give us just a gist of, of who you are, what you do, and what brought you on the show this week. Who am I? I'm a comic in New York City, uh, like you had mentioned. So kindly, I do a show called Comics, watching comics on Amazon Video. I've got a couple other things I'm working on as well, uh, and uh, you know, comics watching football, which actually we just shot another sizzle for yesterday. Hopefully, the NFL likes it. <laughs> uh, I do voiceover as well. That's something else that's in my bag. Oh, tricks. Um, pretty much the. Uh, Pretty much the gist. I'm in corporate America, and I'm in stand-up comedy, so I can get the fuck out of corporate America. How about that? <laughs> there you go. I'm with you there. Isn't it the worst? <laughs> it fucking it's it's it, what I what I think is funny about it. And we were talking to another buddy of ours, Jared, who's on YouTube. Uh, the the oh, doc- hi, Jared. <laughs> you know Jared. <laughs> um, he and us we've we always talk about the dichotomy of doing the whole corporate thing during the day and then coming home and doing shit like this. It's the worst. I just was in Atlanta a couple weeks ago for a, a meeting, and I just all I do is I do uh, I call it my corporate America updates on Facebook, and all my friends love it. I throw that in my act. I just 
every time I go to a meeting, I have to go away to a meeting or whatever, I always come back with at least three to five new minutes. It's great. <laughs> and it's a good source of material, I suppose. Absolutely. So let's talk specifically about the show, uh, Comics Watching Comics. Uh, I've seen a little bit of this. I know Seth has watched some as well. Uh, talk to us just about the show, what it's about, and um, just sort of the, the lifespan of it. How did you get to here uh, popping up on Amazon? Uh, started out three years ago as a show on YouTube. Uh, f- five seasons are now on Amazon. Season six, we're having a lot of technical issues. And, excuse me, Amazon is having technical issues with us. We're fine. We're doing a great fucking job. Uh, it's just they're very, very, very picky now that it's on just the Amazon video, not the Prime video. So they're busting balls, let's be honest. So we got, we got to uh, tweak things and make things, you know, we got to jump through all their hoops. How the show come about, one day I was an open mic, and um, it just, that day just happened to be a particularly awful batch of comics. Everyone was just awful. Um I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying I'm hot shit by any stretch, but it was just a bad group <laughs> that day. And I was just texting one of my friends there. We we're just going back and forth, just just ripping other comics. And I was like, "Well, this is kind of funny, but you know, would that be funny if it's a show?" Actually, no, it would not be because it'd be kind of douchey just for me to shit on everybody for a show. But I just want to get the idea when Last Comic Standing was around, how boring the last comic, the, the last last comic standing season was. So I said, "What well, we had a show where intermediate comics and really." told people what we thought and be honest with them. If you're great, we blow, we, you know, we, you know, we speak your name and we, we pump you up and it's, it's, it's a huge thing. If, you know, we offer advice, we offer tweaks, you know, but and if you're awful, then we, then we just take a big steaming dump on you. But <laughs> the idea of the show, of course, is to promote comedy, especially intermediate comedy. Um, that's the name of the game. That's what, you know, we're not here to take com- comics down. And uh, what it is is just think, uh, I guess, think Last Comic Standing and Mystery Science Theater 3000. So what happens is this. I tape a bunch of comedians uh, on a show at a a taping at Broadway Comedy Club or a New York Comedy Club in the past. I take the footage and I take it home to my house and I have uh, panelists come here and watch the show. Uh, Again, that's that's where you see the the second part of the show is at my house is uh, is the taping. So we kick back, and at the end of every episode, we all, we pick a winner for the season. The winner gets to prom, uh, gets to uh, play at a at a showcase we do in the city. We did it at a, at a Gotham Comedy Club last November. That you'll be able to see that too. You'll be able to see uh, panelists performing, the winning comedians performing, some semifinalists, as well as uh, people who were uh, awful, which I call redemption section. <laughs> and what that is, I give, I gave four guys uh, a minute each to read, you know, to do a set and the audience voted right then and there on who their favorite panelist was that night. And they got to do a full set that evening. So that is the, uh, that is the gist of the show. And, uh, the twist is this, the home audience plays along too. They are on Twitter at comics watching and they vote on their favorite panelists that they would see come back to the following season. And we did that with uh, season seven where I had uh, an, the all-star panel taping, which we did about uh, a month ago. Yeah. It was a day after, or, wow. Two, almost two months ago. It's the day after St. Patrick's day. Yeah. Uh, so that's how that works. Awesome. I, I, talking about the, the open mics and stuff, we we have a small little comedy club here in Cedar Rapids. If you think your open mics are bad, <laughs> come out to the middle of nowhere and hear some terrible comedy. 
Oh, I'm sure there's straight up garbage in Iowa. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a lot of bad. Uh, there have been a few folks that uh, have you know a little bit of um, a little bit of momentum around here, kind of pop around and do the regional thing. But uh, yeah, I'm sure it's quite not quite on the level of what you see in New York on both ends. I, I bet you see probably worse and better out there. <laughs> uh, I would you know you definitely see better because this is where all the top people are. I mean, mm-hmm. you're trying to make it here, and that's what's up. Um, so you're you're going to see some top uh, the top comics. You're also going to see some bad. You're going to get more better than I think than bad because yeah. if you're, most people are coming here from somewhere that means they went and they um, they were in another town like Iowa and they <laughs> and they came on uh, and they came over after getting good in whatever uh, horrible state they're from and they came here and they're at least pretty pretty decent before uh, coming on over. Yeah, so. That's a good point. And that's one of the things that I like most about the show is that it's it's really the intermediate level uh, is something that you stressed. And these are folks who maybe haven't seen a lot of success yet, but you're really getting the names out there. Um, so talk about the the community out there. It seems like you guys kind of look out for each other and uh, you've, you've kind of met a lot of people through the show, at least. Yeah, uh, I would say, yeah, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people do look out for each other. Like I have a lot of friends in comedy um, and especially if there's something that's, uh, you know, like the social justice warriors and people are getting upset, like the white horse correspondence dinner, people will go, we'll band um, um, together or uh, for stuff like that. Like, nope, you can say what you want. Uh, Or people who are scumbag producers, pieces of shit who are trying to take advantage of others. We call them out. Like it takes this, you know, it takes a little bit to build up a a good reputation. It takes a, a second or two to have a reputation taken down for being a piece of shit in this town. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned, uh, the social justice stuff, the white house correspondence dinner. Uh, we had a conversation on our show a little while back about the, um, the Apu documentary that just came out. Um, and you alluded to it a second ago. Um, you're, it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're more on the side of just free speech. If you're on stage, everything, nothing is off limits. Um, is that, is that about in line with what you're thinking or tell me a little bit about that? You're 100 percent right. It's exactly what I think. Nothing is off limits, ever. We're the we're, we're the last thing that's keeping uh, any, anything alive. I mean, you can't go to your. I mean, you and I both can't go to our, our corporate America jobs and talk shit and say what we want to by the water cooler. Right. Uh, and, and and you know we can't talk about I don't know double-ended dildos with some hairy girls pussy. No, you can't do that <laughs> unless you know you uh, you own the company. <laughs> Like my old uh, CEO used to do. Okay, uh, for the day. But no, yeah, it's we're the last bastion of being able to do that, and to, to give it away willy nilly to to allow people to try and chip away at that wall of us being like the authority of saying fucked up shit and having opinions that are not just robotic and carbon copy what other people say. I mean, it's just silly to, to try and take away that free speech. It's absolutely fucking insulting, is what it is. Yeah, I agree with you, and it, it gets there very are- smart thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think there are, um, well, you have to play to your audience, right? At least to some extent. And, and just like you said, you're not going to say some of the things around the water cooler that you would say on stage for sure. A hundred percent. So about, um, the show specifically, uh, like you mentioned, you do a lot of building up, complimenting folks on what they do, right? Uh, some folks get shit on, uh, have you gotten any backlash from the folks who didn't do so well on the show or is it all kind of in good fun yeah some people a couple people have they've complained but i when when you sign up like 
you get it. I, I put I give you, I send you like three emails before you even show up to tape. And they're all saying, like, look, this is a casino. Some you're gonna win, some you're gonna break even, <laughs> some you're gonna fucking lose. Now you're not gonna go to the casino and cry like a little fucking bitch if you go out and you get smoked in blackjack, are you? No. You're like, all right, well, that's what the price of paper gambling, right, guys? Uh, and I expect that same mentality, even though I again I read the right acts them in person that day, I go, look. This is what it is. Some of you, a lot of you guys get pie-eyed and and all you have in your, in your eyes is fortune and glory, which is cool. But you're gambling. This is not, you know, just because it's we're all comics. We, we all obviously want to kind of sort of see most people do well. <laughs> uh, you know, that's just not the case. You're going to, a lot of you, or some of you are going to eat shit and some, you know, and that's the case. You know, that just know that. And then people sometimes lose sight of that. In fact, I had one person... Uh, when I had it on YouTube, try and complain to YouTube and say, "Well, I didn't put, I didn't grant permission for this." And then YouTube reaches out to me and said, "Well, we got this complaint." So what I did is, of course, I sent a copy of their waiver that everybody signs who walks in that door. I go, this person was not happy with their performance because they ate shit. Uh, they called <laughs> me to try to get to take it down. I even changed the, this person's initials. But here's a copy of their waiver that's signed. Too bad that they ate shit. Fuck them. And YouTube two days later goes, uh, "You're right. Video stays up." <laughs> so yeah, I will go to the fucking mattresses if you try and fuck with me on that. It just there's a lot of people these days are not letting accountability is going by the way of the dinosaur, and that's something that I think we need to really incorporate still to this day. Like there are consequences and rewards for shit, but for those who be the consequences, I mean, this show is a perfect example of that. It is truly a risk reward scenario. Yeah, and even like watching the show, even if someone does you know, does a bad job on stage, there's still something usually that can be taken positive from it from hearing the panelists talk about it, whether it be like their stage presence or their writing or delivery, timing, things like that. So I think that's, people get so incensed about what someone says that they can't take that positive from it, which is one like the thing I probably like most about the show, well, not just being funny, but, you know, in, in terms of the, the, the positivity, even small things that can come from it, so... Then exactly, but then just don't do the show. If you if you if you have thin skin, which a lot of comics do, a lot of a lot of comics are thin skin pussies. Like yeah, they'll talk <laughs> a lot of shit, they'll bust balls, but when it comes down to it, uh, and I've got a lot of friends who are like that, I know exactly where I can go and how to poke and prod, and I can I can I can get these people rave to 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 be a raving lunatic in thirty seconds or less. Just like, <laughs> exactly where to go and what to say. Right. So. It, this show is not for everybody, but people think, oh, you know, I'm the greatest. I'm so awesome. Uh, and they don't have self-realization and something they come on the show and they realize that they aren't as great. But then there are people who say I'm hot shit. And they go on the show and boom, they're right. They are. And they fucking kick ass and we <laughs> shout it out from the heavens, you know. So it's uh, again, it's all it's all a big gamble. Again, the idea is to promote comedy. We're trying to give exposure to people who aren't getting it right now. Uh, and that's the goal. Very cool. Do you see this? Uh, I know you're New York based guy right now. If you do see some success on the show, do you see it? The expanding? answer is yes. I want to do road shows. Okay. Very good. Very good. <laughs> and in fact, we're actually, we're actually in talks with a, a casino chain right now that is interested in doing it. So, but oh, awesome. we shall see. Uh, but if you're a little, uh, if you're a club in, in uh, what city? Oh, uh, Iowa. That's right. You guys have a major airport there? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very minor airport. <laughs> yeah. If you listen, if the money is right and the money must be right, I would love to do comics watching comics in Iowa. 
I bring a panelist out and somebody else, and we could do a local version of. But again, the money's got to be right for me to want to go to Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. We hear that a lot. Uh, folks coming to Iowa definitely uh, get paid to do so. Understandable. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, definitely, absolutely. We'd love to do uh, live shows all around. Like I said, we're already in talks to try to do that. But um, like I said, if you guys have ins at your comedy club, you want to champion the show to them, by all means, go right ahead. You can act as my emissaries. And we just might have to do that. Um, so you deal mostly with the intermediate level, like we talked about. Uh, is there any, like, what's your taste in terms of people that most of our listeners have heard of? So out of the popular folks right now, uh, are there a couple that, that you really gravitate toward or appreciate more than more than some others? You're asking me what my favorite, com- my favorite comics are? Yeah, who's out right now that you dig? Uh, David Sell is the best comic ever. I won't hear any other argument otherwise. I'll, I'll fight you. <laughs> He's amazing. David Tell is the best comedian ever. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield, I loved. Tosh, I like too, to a degree. Uh, Bill Burr, always bringing out good shit. Jamie, uh, D.L. Hughley is always under the radar. That guy, every time he has a special, I watch it and it's great. Uh, he's very under the radar. I mean, you know the name, but no one could ever quote D.L. Hughley or, or tell me <laughs> the name of his specials, but he's great. Um those are some of the ones I'm, that, that I'm uh, that I'm digging now. I'm trying to remember other newer specials. Uh, oh, Jim Norton, he never misses. That's when that's another guy that always kicks ass. So those are uh, those are a few. Yeah, I definitely get the vibe from that list. Uh, you're all about the uh, saying the saying the shit people don't want you to say necessarily. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. no holds oh, yeah, barred. Yeah, 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 Chris Rock, another one. Eddie Murphy Raw was one of the early ones I watched. Uh, you know, even early Dennis Leary, No Cure for Cancer, is still great even though he pretty much bited his style from Bill Hicks. But, you know, Bob <laughs> Murphy, those guys, I mean, they also they all also kicked ass. You, it's funny you mentioned D.L. Hughley. He was just out here at our small little comedy club, like on a Thursday, randomly. Can't imagine what he asked her to come out here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> One of the things we that might surprise you about Cedar Rapids. Like he must have doubled the, the black population by just appearing there for one night, right? <laughs> all five of us were there. <laughs> <laughs> Now, it's funny about Cedar Rapids is it's it's kind of a, a pit stop as you travel along the Midwest. So we do occasionally get your, your bigger names uh, kind of working previous to a special, kind of working on some material as they pop through. So occasionally we get a decent-sized name coming through here. Right, I'm sure. So let's open it up beyond comedy. Uh, as you know, our, our show, uh, we talk about you know sports, video games, TV, movies are our, our, our kind of big things. Uh, so I just want to ask you... all things I know a lot about. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's start here. Now, I know you uh, you were on a podcast, um, oh, uh, Sportsbook and Box Office? Yeah, it's a podcast my buddy Jeffrey Paul and I do. In fact, we're gonna be, it's a little bit of a hiatus right now. We'll be restarting actually a place where I shoot comics watching football. Shot it. They're actually opening up podcast studios, which is great. So we were just there yesterday. So we should be getting back on the horse within another month or so for the Sports Book Box Office podcast. Yep. Very cool. I, I just was listening to the most recent episode right after the Super Bowl. Uh, sounds like you're not a big uh, Eagles fan. Nope. Worst people in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this. Uh, thinking about this up- upcoming NFL season, uh, is anybody going to beat the Eagles or are they the Super Bowl favorites right now? No, please. You know, the blind squirrel found the nut. The Eagles can get picked <laughs> off. They're very good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I think Drew Brees almost had it last year. Mm-hmm. I really think that 
the that the Saints could have went into Philly and knocked them off if they would have won that if that fucking catch didn't happen for the Vikings. <laughs> I had the Saints plus five and a half, so I backdoored. I mean, I, I covered by half a point. Thank you, <laughs> but I lost the under because those fucks ran that that touchdown back. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I think the Saints are not done by any stretch. Drew Brees, I think he, I think he's got one more final run in him. Uh, the Rams are up and coming, very, and they're up and coming very quickly. Uh, I think they'll be here before you know it. Everyone loves the Niners. I'm a Giants fan. I think, hell, if the offensive line, they, they had a great draft. They had a fantastic draft, actually. Uh, Gellman did a great job with that first, uh, with his first draft. They got if they got a couple offensive linemen, especially the guy Will Hernandez from uh, UTEP. Mm. If that offensive line comes around, gives Eli the time. And if that and Saquon Barkley, I mean, god damn it, they got the best I can't believe Cleveland didn't take him. That's insane. Uh if he if he falls into place of what the people are thinking he's going to do, the Giants could be that sneaky good team that they've been known to do, and that's backdoor in the playoffs, get in there and raise all hell. Uh the Patriots are still the Patriots, even though they're just oh, whatever. Uh <laughs> the Steelers are still there. Uh, you'd think Ben also has another run left in him. I mean, it's him, Eli, and Phil Rivers in the same class. All three of their clocks are tick, tick, ticking away. Roethlisberger just said that a week or so ago he wants to play another three to five years. Bullshit. Last year he said he was contemplating retirement. <laughs> I don't believe that. Uh, Rivers, I mean, again, and Eli too. I think, I, I think one, maybe two of those guys – have a shot at the Super Bowl. And uh, I don't mean Philip Rivers. I mean the other two. But, yeah, <laughs> there are people who can take the Eagles down. Will the Eagles be tough? Yes. But uh, Doug Peterson is a big gambling coach. He had a lot of gambles that did not pay off the regular season. Obviously, he got the good karma going on, he, and he did what he did during the playoffs. I don't think they're a shoe in to win. So, yeah, they can be knocked off their perch easily, pretty easily. There are, there are a lot of good teams out there that can knock them off. Well, I appreciate what you're saying. I'm a big Rams fan and uh, Seth's a Vikings fan, so I don't think he appreciates uh, your digs on on digs. But uh, yeah, I think I think the Rams are right there. I've been and Seth can attest to this. I've been apologizing for the Giants for like three seasons, and I keep talking about how they should be good, and for whatever reason they they always find a way to not be. Oh, it's but, not a it's not a, it's not a, a, a reason to find out. It's a goddamn offensive line. It's where, <laughs> everyone says it's Eli. It's not Eli. Look, Eli has one meltdown game a year. You can mm. write that one down in stone. Uh, hint: If they play the Vikings, it's against them. Oh, so yeah. there you have it. <laughs> it's the offensive line. They have no running game, so they're going to key on him. And Eli has about one and a half seconds to make a play. Otherwise, he's going to throw the ball down the feet or get sacked. Uh, it's the offensive line. The defense is good. The defense was playing very well last year. They were a lot of bend but not break moments, and they got a good pass rush. Landon Collins is going to be a top safety. You uh, Write that down. And uh, Jack Rabbit Jenkins uh, is fantastic corner. And they had a, they got a couple. They got Alex, actually, they got your boy Alex Ogletree from the Rams in a trade this year. Yep, Solid right. linebacker. They've got a good defense. But, yeah, the, the Giants' problem has always will always be that offensive line, like I said before. If they all those guys that they got in place straighten shit out, the Nate Soldiers of the world, the uh, Will Hernandezes, they they can they can easily turn that shit around really fast. So we'll be okay. No need to apologize for the Giants, but I, I get it. A lot of people <laughs> can talk shit about Eli, but I watch every minute of every game. I go to most of the games. My one of my uh, very good friends at season tickets. So yeah, it's it's the offensive line. Bottom line. 
I haven't heard you mention Beckham. Uh, what do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> do you think he starts game one this year? Do you think they move him? What do you think? Long-term contract? He's not going anywhere. He's playing his contract out. He is. Th- this is the ultimate sink for your supper. Uh, they try to move him when they uh, when they did not get their um, – I think they wanted a couple one – they wanted a lot for him, which they yeah. should. They're not going to take a fucking song for him. So when they couldn't get that, uh, they said, okay, he's ours for one more year for five and a half, I think, million bucks. Why would you you know cut him or trade him when he's only costing you five million? If he, if he acts – like a like a fucking adult, as a, act like an asshole. If he acts like if he acts like Antonio Brown and puts up Odell Beckham numbers, he gets his money. If he acts like a jerk off, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And I don't think Shermer is going to put up with that shit for very long if he does get back to it. I don't think him or Gettleman are going to are, are going to tolerate that shit. Uh, that is for sure. I mean, Eli's not a guy. Eli. That's my knock on Eli. He's not a leader. He's not going to go in there and grab like a Brady or or Ben and grab your face back and say. Stop being a, such a fucking asshole, you douche, and then shake his head <laughs> around. He won't do that. It's, it's not in his DNA. He, we all know he's an all shucks kind of guy, which, okay, if it worked, it worked, but he's not a guy to do that, and that's what Odell Beckham needs. So Odell needs to learn out, hey, you know what? If I want to make $18 million a year, I can't act like a fucking asshole this season. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Let's uh, briefly switch in. I, th- I'm in danger of entering a two-hour conversation, I will ask you this. Um, you an NBA, are you an NBA guy? Nope. Not at all? I used to. I just stopped I stopped giving a shit around 2000 when it became uh, streetball. I know it's gotten better. Uh, and uh, I, I, will, I think I know where you're going, and I'll give you your answer you probably want. Uh, Jordan is still better than LeBron. Always <laughs> will be. Always has been. <laughs> okay. Well, we disagree there. Uh, I'll. We'll, you we'll... can disagree all you want to, but I have this little thing called facts that are in my. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Where you know Jordan was six and zero in the finals, never lost a, a losing game. LeBron can't say it. So, like I said, facts. Anything else? <laughs> I definitely, I definitely want to have this conversation with you sometime. But let's let's move on here from now. Yeah. A PlayStation guy? PlayStation 4. So you're playing God of War? Nope. Never no. got into that. Really? I heard it's good. Oh, my, it's, uh, it's couple of my buddies were loving it. No, I'm on uh, MLB The Show and Far Cry 5. Far mm. Cry 5 is the fucking tits. I highly recommend it. That's a lot of fun. I've gotten into that one. Far Cry, the Far Cry, you get Far Cry 3, 4, and 5 are some of the best games ever made, hands down. For, for me, it, a lot of times, like especially with a game like Far Cry, there's just so much to do. <laughs> and I, I, I kind of know. Oh, I know. Here I am going. Uh, here I am, uh, fucking one thirty the other night, fishing for the goddamn <laughs> rainbow trout, so I get those perk points up and get a new uh, skill set. It's just like, well, why am I? Why am I fishing? I should be shooting people. Not doing this. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that game is dope. Uh, what else was I on recently? I got the new Wolfenstein game. Mm. Call of Duty, the last, well, that's fine. I don't, I don't play as much online anymore. Yeah. Baseball all, never misses. Uh, what the fuck else? I love the Batman games for them, the Arkham games. Oh, yeah. And um, damn it, what else was I playing? Oh, the Lego game, like the Lego Avengers <laughs> and all that shit. I'm uh, unabashed a Lego fan of that stuff. Those are the last ones I remember. But far, it's Far Cry 5 and baseball right now in the rotation for me. Those are the main two. Oh, yeah, I was on the MLB for, I think I bought it for like, Ten or nine, seven or eight straight years, probably. And for whatever reason, this year I couldn't get into it. Is it? How's it like this year compared to? It's the other great, ones? but the only thing that, that annoys me is that they took off the uh, season feature. You have to go play as a GM, and then you can play 
but you can't change the number of games. You have to play a full 162. You can't, like, I always did 81, but now that's like, you have to do 162. That's so dumb. Like, why would you take this season off? Right. Throughout? And people were tweeting, like, hey, assholes, what are you thinking? You know? <laughs> like, that's, like, a main thing, dummies. <laughs> Uh, but no, it, it's it, it's dope. I love it. There's nothing else that I, I again. I'm not. It, there's not nothing coming out that I that's grabbing me. Uh, I mean, God of War. Not really. I wasn't really into that from the jump. Red Dead Redemption Two. I could give two shits. Red Dead Redemption One was boring. It was just Grand Theft Auto on horses, <laughs> uh, but not near as fun. That's for sure. You mentioned Avengers. Are you into like the Spider-Man game coming out? I keep seeing commercials for that on my Facebook uh, feed. Maybe. I mean, I had the Spider-Man game. Excuse me, Spider-Man games for PS2. They were fun. I don't know. I, I would need. To, I would need to hear more. Uh, I would need to hear reviews from it and people saying how great it is, and then I'll. And then I'll say. Uh, then I'll make a decision from there. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be a, an Arkham-style Spider-Man game. So, I'm definitely into it. The, the trailers look pretty great. Too. Yeah. Oh, Uncharted, and then Uncharted Four. Oh, yeah. Love that. I mean, I'm, I'm actually looking at the list right now. I think coming out. The last Metal Gear I was very uh, disappointed with. Metal Gear has always been great, but this last one was, was not that good. I could, that's one I could never get into. I, I heard, what was it? Metal Gear for PlayStation, the first PlayStation, was fucking insane. <laughs> so much fun. I, I, oh, I have the uh, Nintendo Classic and Super Nintendo Classic. Oh, so yeah. So the shitload of old school games and, and, and been playing them on there. Oh, yeah. Can never go wrong there. <laughs> right. Oh, well, I think we should. Uh, you, you mentioned Avengers. I think we should go on to movies real quick. Did I'm, I'm sure you saw Inv- Infinity War, right? You bet your ass I did. <laughs> what do you think? I fucking loved it. I mean, who didn't love it? I think. Oh no. I, I'm having a problem with people who are trying to tell. First of all, it's funny. The first thing I tweeted when I walked out of the theater, I go for all those people who I think are wrong. For all those people who thought that uh, Black Panther is the best comic book film of all time, wait till you go see Avengers. You'll be changing your tune really fast. <laughs> I mean, Black Panther was fine. It was good. It was, I, I could tell you 15 other films I liked better than that. It was good. It wasn't as great as everyone made it out to be. I will say that. But, I mean, Avengers was insane. It was great. And it, it's one of those films you're like, holy shit, two and a half hours later, because I knew it was two and a half going in, and go, ah, oh, fuck, it's over already? Wow. <laughs> uh, it just sucks. i got to wait another year to go see the follow-up. I'll definitely check it out again in the theater for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But so where's... Where's that rank this year for you? Have you seen anything better? This has not been – well, here's the thing. It's only, what, May 8th now. There's This is the time when they're starting to put the good shit out. Like the it's a notorious graveyard for quality come, you know, New Year's on is just shit. Like I have – what have I seen? I, I got to think now. I saw Black Panther. Oh, A Quiet Place was great. Oh, yeah. Uh, Panther is good. Dug it. And uh, what? Else? Oh, Molly's game. I like that too. Yeah. So, I, everything I saw, I've liked. I've, uh, I, but I mean, I would definitely put this as the top, though, so far of 2018, without question. Yeah, I said the same when we ranked our movies last year. Uh, Seth and our buddy Jared, they were uh, a quiet place was their favorite, which is understandable, I think. Very good. Very, very surprisingly good. Um, it, a lot of people were comparing it to get out in the sense sneaky, really smart and good. Mm-hmm. So I was down with that. What are you looking forward to uh, that's coming out this summer? Uh, the movie I was most looking forward to all year, actually, oh, here's what I forgot, Ready Player One, but I was disappointed with it. I've, I'm rereading the book now probably for the fourth time. 
they missed out. They took out some major shit for me from that film, from the book. The book is perfect. Mm -hmm. Literally a 10. And I see the, have you guys seen it or no? Yeah, yeah, we're in the same boat as you. We're big fans of the book first. I was disappointed. Uh, what am I looking forward to? Deadpool 2, I'm like, ah. I mean, I like the first one. I don't know how well the second one's going to turn out. Uh, I'll see it, but I don't know how well it's going to be done. Solo, I don't know how that's going to turn out. I mean, I was very skeptical of Rogue One. I saw Rogue One, and I fucking loved it. Uh I don't know how a, stole, a standalone is going to do about this. We'll see. I mean, they fired the director midway through. Again, we'll see. Uh, what else is coming down? You know, look at the list. Ocean's Eight, I could give two fucks. Uh, Incredibles <laughs> Two, I will definitely see that. I love Incredibles One. Pixar, nine times out of ten, you got a winner with me. Uh, Sicario Two, I love oh, yeah. Sicario. That's going to be dope. Ant Man and the Ant Man Two, I didn't. I didn't want to see Ant Man. I waited till like video. I'm like, oh, this is good. Maybe I'll see it. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Ant-Man's on a character. I'm like, holy shit, that's great. So, again, if, uh, if I'm bored, I have the movie pass now. Oh, what the hell? Why not then, I guess, right? What else is coming out? Equalizer 2. I like the first oh, one. I yeah. saw on Netflix. That was good, but eh. Mission Impossible is always dope. Uh, you know, Cruise gets – Cruise bad 750 in my book. So I, uh, I, I could def I'll definitely go see that without a doubt. Those are those, – those are, can't miss – Anything else? Uh, no, no. Are they redoing Predator? Are you shitting me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, God. and it's uh, led by not an entire female cast, but the couple leads are, are females. And then there's like a young Predator. Yeah, you're not doing it now. Yep. Female Ghostbusters? No, thank you. I, I, the first original Ghostbusters was good enough for me. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> first Total Recall. Nope, not happening. Yeah, that's it. Summer wise, I'm trying to. Venom, I guess, looks good. Uh, I could I could probably drop on that. They're, oh my God, they're redoing Halloween. I forgot about that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Dana McBride. I think he's co-directing it. And yeah, writing he's it. a part of it. That sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> Early indications are that it's pretty terrifying. I think they showed some footage at like CinemaCon a couple weeks ago, and uh, apparently it looks pretty fucking scary. But you know what doesn't before it comes out? Oh my God. Uh, no desire. Let's see. Anything else. Aquaman. I could give two shits. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that's even coming out. Yeah, uh, another uh, Holmes film, another Ho Holmes and Watson. Is that what it's? Is, is that no. really happening? Down, it looks like. Down, let me see. I'll click it right now. That That's one Will is Ferrell. Oh, Will, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. First of all, no, thank you. Will Ferrell, <laughs> terrible. Uh, they're doing another Robin Hood. Oh, Wreck It Ralph too. I'm down for that. Oh Love yeah, this one. Uh, Robin Hood, I guess. It's, uh, they already did a Robin Hood. That tanked. It was really Scott redid it. Uh, Creed two. I don't know. Creed one was fine. I was in. A, I liked it. I didn't love it. It was fine. So yeah, there, there's some stuff coming out. Yeah. I have to pick one. Jesus, is it Incredibles? My God. Sicario <laughs> two. As of right now, it's Sicario two. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, like I said, I the, the the film I had circled this year. The well, the really the obviously the two are Infinity Wars and um, Ready Player One, and I and. Man, they, they missed a lot of key opportunities. That was like a C-plus film, but it could have been easily an A-minus if they didn't fuck it up. Yeah, I really enjoyed I enjoyed it, but I, I agree with you. I think they missed out on a lot of a lot they could do specifically to make it more uh, more deep and more impactful and more kind of hard. You know, they really went with a popcorn style. Yeah, Spielberg went full Spielberg on us again, didn't they? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we were talking, that would be a, a way better like Netflix show where they could do all of it. Uh, in, in one long stretch instead of just 
you know, the yeah. Hour and the guy who played Sorrento, what's his face from fucking Rogue One? I didn't get that feeling of what a douche from him, mm-hmm. like I did from the book. He, I, I don't think it, it made the transition that well. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, he could have been a lot more scary. I think. Yeah, yeah. you're right. It, it, it was too sugarcoated. I mean, that book gets dark at one point. I'm like, oh shit, you know? Yeah. All right. The whole blowing up the stacks thing in the book is way more impactful than in the movie. Right, and also when he gets uh, arrested and he gets forced to, you know, well, yeah. he does, he, you know, he does, he wants to get arrested. But what about you guys? What do you have slated as your uh, your 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 top picks for the uh, upcoming oh, upcoming year? It's Mission Impossible, and it's not close. <laughs> yeah, I love MI. That's for sure. I'm the biggest. Uh, I before uh, was it Rogue Nation came out. Before that one came out, I sat Seth down and made him watch all the other ones. <laughs> I tell you what, though, I, I know two gets a lot of shit. I like two, yeah. I, but I think three. I think three is not good, and I and I was surprised that that, that this, the the Hoffman one wasn't as good because when you saw the trailer, you're like, holy shit, man, this is dark, and then you see it, you're like, nah, didn't work for me. Yeah, well, for me, it's still killer. Uh, I think though that Ghost Protocol, I would probably put Ghost Protocol as my top one because it was kind of a, it was almost like a soft reboot. Almost, it seemed very tonally different. But man, they came out just with their nuts out on Ghost Protocol. Yeah, that, that was that one was great. Uh, Rogue was good too. I mean, yeah, the, the, he does again. Cruz does not. He, he bat. He gets a hit three out of four times with me every time he comes to the plate. The guy, kooky as fuck, but man, he knows how to. <laughs> put asses in the seats and make that shit entertaining no oh, yeah uh it's it's between probably mission impossible or equalizer equalizer 2 i love really it. yeah and the trailer for equalizer 2 was is it's nuts um, yeah, I'm ready for that shows, okay all right it's pretty much the same as the first one it's a it's a lot more hard ass kicking than most normal action films are yeah all right cool but i mean am i gonna drop 15 bucks on it you know if i didn't have movie pass i don't know yeah, if, I time, if, I, if I have time, if I can do a double dip, which I usually do, I'll, I'll <laughs> Yeah, the only thing we have out here is time, so we got movie pass. We're seeing movies all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we got time and corn. Yeah, time and corn. Cousin fucking. You can yes. have, <laughs> you can have corn. Meth. Don't forget the meth. <laughs> um, love that meth. <laughs> yeah, we, we got corn in all the ways. We got popped, we got cream, we got on the cob, we got all. So. <laughs> oh my God, you sound like fucking Forrest Gump's buddy right there. <laughs> <laughs> Saute shrimp. <laughs> oh man well good hey uh we'll we'll give you some time back here man it's been really good uh chatting with you i i do have i have one uh one question here before we have you kind of pimp your stuff out and you know you've seen kind of some success working from youtube and sort of the podcast and comedy scenes uh so you know we're a relatively small ca- podcast we've got other folks who uh, are small podcasts, small YouTubers. Uh, any advice you'd give to the folks out there to try to kind of expand and uh, get more of a following like you have? Yeah, kill yourself. No. <laughs> uh, I don't have that really that big of a following. Like social media numbers, my social media numbers blow. Uh, so I'm the last person to ask for that. You know what? Have a I just. It's going to sound hack. I know it's going to sound like a lazy answer. I'm sorry. Just have a good product. People, people always, always shout out quality when they see it. Like, you know, for example, uh, when you read first read, when you both read Player Ready Player One, and I, me too, could you not just shut the fuck up about how great it was? No, <laughs> like you had to shout that from the masses, telling your friends on social media, like you got to read this fucking book. If yeah. you make something that good, put it out there, ask people to share it, you know, and 
kind of have a call to action and if people like it that much, then they will do it. People found me like, hey, I want to work for your show. What can I do? I want to be a part of it somehow. I want to be on the ground floor kind of thing. It's, it's just amazing like that. If you have something like that, you build something like that, people will want to be a part of it and help you out in ways that you would never even think of or at least want to put you in touch with people who would be able to help you in other ways. Well, there you have it, folks. Do a good job and get recognition. Makes sense to me. (laughs) Don't be a douche either. That helps as well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kevin, where can our listeners find you and and the stuff you're working on? Comics. Watching Comics is on Amazon Video. Seasons one through five. Season six. Oh, my God. It should have been up three months ago, literally. (laughs) Uh, I'm not even kidding you. It should be up very soon. Hopefully within the next week or two. But in the meantime, enjoy that there. Uh, the live show will be on very quickly after that. I'm editing season seven now. Uh, comics Watching Comics on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. It's at Comics Watching. And uh, I'm KevinGoatee.com, K-E-V-I-N-G-O-O-T-E-E. And uh, at Twitter, at KevinGoatee, Facebook, Instagram, KevinGoatee.com to find all my stuff. ComicsWatchingComics.com to buy T-shirts and uh, and uh, check out other things behind the scenes to learn more about our panelists and uh, be on the lookout open for Comics Watching Football as well as the live show for Comics Watching Comics and Sportsbook Box Office Podcast on iTunes. What the hell? <laughs> Boom, there you go. Lots of places to find our guests today. We're going to link to all that stuff down below as always. Uh, thanks one last time, Kevin, for joining us, folks. This is Kevin Goatee. Goatee like the beard that I won't grow. You got it. yeah there you have it all right so there you have it that's our interview uh once again that's kevin goatee you can find all his info in the description down below so reach out to him give him a twitter follow uh and check out comics watching comics on amazon that's going to do it for the show this week uh as always don't forget to go out to audibletrial.com slash soco uh one month and one book credit for free Follow us on Twitter at SocoShowPod, at underscore Cody Michael, and at Seth O. Ott. Don't forget also to go to YouTube and check us out. At Jared Buckendall. Where you'll find not only the ride home, most recently from Avengers, but also all of Jared's uh, movie reviews. His porn. His porn. His trailer reviews. uh, Everything Jared does is out there. I do want to give a special shout out uh, to Jared. He just passed one year of being active on YouTube with the movie reviews. So congrats on your one year, Jared. Uh, we're going to link to Jared's uh, year in review kind of uh, celebratory video. He, he looks at his first ever review and, and uh, kind of does a little reaction video to that. So we'll link to Jared's video down below. Once again, just congrats to you, Jared, um, on your, your one year. Ours is coming up too. Yeah. In about nine or ten episodes. We'll have episode 52. So. Yep. The blowjob anniversary. Oh, yeah. I can't <laughs> wait. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, Subscribe to us wherever it is you may be listening so you get new episodes every Friday. And (laughs) (laughs) um, that's going to wrap it up for episode 43. This is Cody Michael for Seth Ott, and we will see you next week. Bye! At Jared Buckendall. At Jared Buckendall. (laughs) (laughs) At Jared Buckendall.